0: Welcome to BlitzCast, an NFL Draft podcast brought to you by NFLDraftBlitz.com. And now, your hosts, Alex Kavtov and Ed Hunt.
1: Welcome to BlitzCast number 70. We've got a big show today. We're doing the NFL preview, guys. We are previewing every division. We're talking about... Conference, championship games. We're predicting our Super Bowl. We're talking about the most surprising team, the most disappointing team in the NFL. We're talking about the first head coach to uh, who is going to get fired. We're talking about offensive, defensive rookie of the year, MVP. Huge, huge show. And a lot of surprises, I'm sure. Then we're going to talk about scouting reports. We're going to get into Jake Fromm, the signal caller from Georgia. Very polarizing prospect but a very interesting prospect and then we're going to be talking about the defensive lineman defensive tackle from Auburn Derek Brown who chose to come back for his senior year and um, he's probably going to be one of the top defensive linemen in this draft so excited to, to talk about that but before we get to our NFL preview let's talk about Andrew Luck and obviously on Saturday was a shocker and nobody saw this coming I'm sure the Colts knew about it because the conversations were there. I'm sure he's talked about. Uh, he's talked to Frank Wright. He's talked to the Colts' front office. But Andrew Luck came out and delivered a speech that no one expected. He decided to retire from the NFL. What do you think about this, Ed?
0: I respect Andrew Luck for taking the stand. I mean, he's already made his money. And, you know, if the guy's in pain... Let, you know why why play football if you're going to be in constant pain that's just a terrible way to live so i give him credit he's he's going to walk away with a lot of money he's going to walk away with some career accolades and certainly he never got his super bowl but he's still he still he still has you know probably 50 million in the bank and now he's going to actually be able to enjoy it instead of you know going through a full NFL career and you know he's you know being beat up in his 50s and 60s
1: Look, I respect his decision. Obviously, this is a player that has missed 26 games over his career. He spent seven seasons with the Colts. He retires at 29 years old. Obviously, very, very young, especially by quarterback standards. But he's faced a lot of serious injuries. He had a shoulder injury in 2015. He was dealing with it in 2016. He missed the 2017 season after undergoing surgery. Um, obviously he returned last year and had a great year. The offensive line was better and the Colts definitely overachieved. Now again, he, he was dealing with his body was breaking down. Uh, whether it was an ankle issue, he was going through his rehabilitation, it was some people talk about an ankle injury, some people talk about a calf injury. We, we don't know the extent of it. But obviously the guy was in pain if he wasn't taking any snaps. He didn't take any snaps in the spring. He didn't take any snaps in the summer. When training camp rolled around, Jacoby Brissett was in there. Andrew Luck was going through the rehabilitation process. So obviously he decided to hang it up. He decided to it was better for him to just go through this and just call it quits. But do you do you call him selfish for doing this, Ed? Because he did this two weeks before regular season starts. Why couldn't he do this before training camp opened? That that's probably why some people are bitter. I'm not bitter, you're not bitter, but there are people out there who are really bitter and there aren't they are they're not they're not Colts fans. They're just bitter at Andrew Luck for doing this because the timing of this is, is completely wrong.
0: Well, The Colts were the type of team that were probably gonna win the NFC South with Andrew Luck, and um, you know they were they were a team that really could have made a Super Bowl run. You know they made a lot of moves to build their team, and now now you know they go into the season and they're gonna go with really. I think Jacoby Brissett is really just a backup quarterback, so they're, they're you know they're not they're not gonna win the division. I mean they went from being a playoff team to not being a playoff team, so I can understand how the fans are upset but Andrew Luck had to do what's best for him. No,
1: absolutely. But when Andrew Luck was drafted number one overall, he was supposed to be that golden boy. He was supposed to be that next great thing, that that quarterback that's just going to take over the league. And to be honest with you, with all those injuries, it never really happened. I mean, when, when he was on the field, when he was playing, he was leading his team. He was leading them into the playoffs. The Colts won a lot of games, but obviously he spent a lot of time on the sideline, and uh, it's it's really unfair. Like The Colts fixed their offensive line a little too late. They should have done this back in 2015, 2016, and now they've got a great offensive line. We saw it last year, and now they don't have their golden boy, so that's that's what's a little bit disappointing that I would have loved for Andrew luck to continue playing until he's 35 or 40 like we've seen with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and now you can make a case that Russell Wilson is the best quarterback out of that draft class even though he was taken in the third round can you imagine a couple of years ago saying that Robert Griffin will outlast Andrew luck in the NFL you know Robert Griffin is still on NFL roster right now so, and Andrew Luck has gone into the sunset retiring. So it's it's a career of what could have been, but he never lived up to being that prospect that he was supposed to be when, when he came out of Stanford.
0: I, I understand that. And I mean, it, Andrew Luck did acknowledge this was probably the most difficult decision of his life. But it, at the same time, I mean, he, what a terrible quality of life to just be in pain for the past 4 years of your life. That's that's the way I see it. I mean, certainly you hurt you hurt the team, you hurt, you know, everyone else, but I mean, this is, you know, it's not it's not as if he went to it wasn't like he went like Ricky Williams and decided to retire so he could, you know, go smoke pot and, you know, join a join a I don't know what a coalition or what do you, you know, whatever Ricky Williams did, but you know this is a guy who, who who wants to spend time with his family, wants to get back to being healthy, and this is my bold prediction. I think he, I think he does come back to the league. I think he, I think he gets his health in order, and I think he's gonna come back and play football again. Wow, interesting,
1: interesting. So you you're in the corner of where you believe that Andrew Luck will return. I, I think. He's gone for good. I think Andrew Luck is going to take that, that same road that Barry Sanders took when he walked away. He decided to walk away. Many people speculated, will he come back? He never did. Calvin Johnson also walked away in his prime. Actually, a couple of Detroit Lions players there. Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. Probably the most well-known football players to walk away in the prime of their careers. Obviously, we saw Michael Jordan walk away in the NBA first time around when he won three championships with the Chicago Bulls, but a little bit different circumstances there. Obviously, he came back to the league. But I actually believe that Andrew Luck is is gone for good. I think many people will speculate the first couple of years, but I I don't think we'll see him again. I think it's going to be the same thing like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Look, I wish him all the best. Uh, Definitely not being critical of him. It's his life, and he's got to get it in order. And Health is the most important thing. And Obviously, with... With football players, the pain that they go through, uh, it definitely lasts a lot longer. Once they retire, we we don't see the pain that they go through. A lot of these football players go through in their 40s and their 50s. A lot of people take their life because they can't deal with it. Um, They they don't know how to fill their life. Andrew Luck seems to be one of those people that that is going to be just fine outside of football, that he'll find some other things to to do away from football he's married now he's going to travel I'm sure he's going to be very very successful outside of football in whatever he does so I definitely wish him luck and I wish luck to uh, good luck to the Colts obviously they, they they've got a huge task now they don't have their their star franchise quarterback but um you know it's it's always shocking, though, Ed, when things like these, like this, occur, and nobody talks about this. Nobody knew that he was going to do this outside of the Colts organization. Obviously, it takes you back a little bit. I mean, just you, you never expect it. You never expect it, and it was definitely huge news on Saturday when when it broke. All right, now right, let's move on from Andrew Luck. Um, let's get to our big NFL preview. We do this every year. Uh, we make our predictions, and then when we look back on it in January, we realize how silly uh, we we look uh, with with some of those predictions that we make. Let's start with the AFC East. I think it's only fair, Ed. Let's start with the Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots, a team that has just dominated this division. They really have. They've won 10 straight AFC East titles. Uh, They've won this division's 16 of the last 18 seasons um, obviously Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick have been kings of this division and um, I don't think anything is going to change this year
0: yeah I, I'm picking them this year um, you know I'll, I'll save where I'm picking them for for the end but um, you know this this team is hard to bet against and I know Brady's on the wrong side of 40 but I I, I kind of believe in this Tb12 method.
1: Well, I think it's... uh, I'm also picking the Patriots in this division. Enough said. I don't think we have to articulate. I mean, obviously, they lost Gronkowski, but it's not going to be enough uh, for them to to not win this division. How do you see this this division shaking out? We've got the, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills. The Jets have a new head coach in Adam Gase. Miami Dolphins brought in defensive coordinator of the Patriots, Brian Flores. Uh, the Bills are building something with McDermott, but a lot of it depends on what happens with Josh Allen in year two. So, how do you anticipate this division, the rest of the division, to shake out?
0: Well, I think I think it's going to be the same old Patriots dominating this year. Um, I, I don't I don't see I don't see as much of good from uh, the other three teams. I think. I think the Dolphins will go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is who is an underrated QB. But you know they don't have a lot of playmakers, not really much of an offensive line, very average defense. So you know, Dolphins, I don't see I don't see them being a playoff team. Uh, the Bills, not that impressed with Josh Allen, not that impressed with their old line. Um, you know, but you know they they do have some they do have some. You know, they do have a pretty decent defense. Uh, you know, I like their defensive line, and, uh, you know, they have a pretty good linebacking core, and, um, you know, they have they have a decent secondary, but I, I, I just don't think Josh Allen is, is a playoff quarterback, and um, with the Jets, I just, I, I don't know. I mean... Darnold, Darnold, really, you know, it was a guy I liked. I liked around draft time, but he didn't. He didn't look that good. You know, let's let's be honest. He was a disappointment in his rookie year. It was his rookie year, but he was a disappointment.
1: I think you're being too harsh on Darnold. When he came back after his injury, it was it was a different quarterback. He knew what he was doing, and he looked a lot better during the first half of the season. Obviously, he was he was a lost puppy, but in the second half, I saw those growing pains. He took them, and I saw a more mature quarterback. I think he's going to take, definitely will take a step up this year with Adam Gase. Gase, there's one thing that he does might not be that, you know, the, the most humble coach out there. You know, he rubs some people the wrong way uh, with some of the things that he says, uh, behind closed doors, but he knows how to run an NFL offense and he knows how to develop quarterbacks. And I think this, this is going to be a good marriage for him. I, I, I actually wanted to pick the Jets to make the playoffs. I think this is going to be a a really good defensive squad. Um, They obviously signed a few people. That front seven is going to be a killer. C.J. Mosley is going to bring that leadership, and they're going to do some incredible things on defense. This is one of the top defenses in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, I think Darnold is going to take a step up. The only thing why I didn't go with the Jets as a playoff team... It's that offensive line. That offensive line is atrocious. It's awful, and they need to get better players. And they just didn't upgrade in the same way that they should have. They they should have thrown everything they could in the offensive line and free agency in the draft, and they just didn't address that. And that was really surprising. So I think Darnold is still going to take those lumps. He's going to take those sacks. They don't have a number one wide receiver. And how is Le'Veon Bell going to find those those rushing lanes? He's obviously not going to do it himself if the offensive line are, are not going to open up holes for them. So I think the Jets are going to be much more improved. But yeah, I, I don't see a playoff team here just because of that that offensive line. It, it's going to hold the Jets back. And as much as I wanted to you know, go with the big-time statement and say, hey, the Jets are going to make the playoffs, I just... Uh, decided to go against that all right let's go with the afc north uh you're obviously last year uh, the, the ravens won the division and then we saw the the steelers the browns and the Bengals miss the division really strange obviously the steelers have ruled this division along with the ravens i mean they've made the playoffs almost every year with ben roethlisberger a quarterback took a step back last year uh, what who who do you anticipate winning this division this year? Are you are you rolling with the Browns like everyone else?
0: Having watched the Steelers this whole preseason and covering the team, I I really like what I see from the Steelers team. I I think they I think the fact that they got rid of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell has actually been a plus for them, and certainly they probably won't put up the stats they did on offense. But I think this is a more complete team. I think their defense is better. I think that I think they're just a more complete team, and they have a lot of young talent now.
1: I'm also going with the Steelers. I, I think the, everybody is on the Browns bandwagon right now. Baker Mayfield, Freddie Kitchens, OBJ, Jarvis Landry. I get it; they've got a lot of talent, and I've only listed the offensive talent that they have. Um, I think you know this team is going to get it together. But don't forget, like when I look at their roster. I don't see many guys that have been to the playoffs. I don't see many guys that have won the Super Bowl. They haven't. This is a very inexperienced team, and it starts with their head coach. So for all those people that think that they're going to make the playoffs, that they're going to win this division, this is still a tough division. I mean, they still have the Ravens. They still have the Steelers to, to top and beat. During the preseason, I saw a very good defensive team. I saw an incredible defensive line that's going to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. And that's going to go a long way. That's definitely going to help them. It's not all about the offense. It's not all about Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. But I think it's too early right now. I'm still going to go with the Steelers. I think they have a chip on their shoulder for missing the playoffs last year. And uh, I think they're going to win this division. Do you anticipate the Browns or the the Ravens sneaking in a, as a wild card team?
0: I think I think the Ravens will be in the hunt, but I do think I do think this is the year that the Browns make the playoffs.
1: Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah,
0: I think I think they have they have so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. And um, you know, they have good edge rushers. You know, Miles Garrett picked, you know, that's that's something. They have good corners. I like what they did I like what they did with Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. So yeah, this is this is a this is gonna be a good team. This is gonna be a young team. I, I, I think they might be an early exit from the playoffs, but I think I think they're a playoff team.
1: I think this is gonna be a good team, but I don't think this is a playoff team. So I'm going to put the brakes on all this hoopla and all these previews that are going out there on other major websites out there. I think both the Ravens and the Browns will miss the playoffs. Obviously, the Bengals are somewhere in the end. Uh, They're not a very good team. They're rebuilding right now. So I'm only going to go with the Steelers here to win the division the AFC North. And I don't have any wildcard teams uh, coming out of this division. Let's go with the AFC South. Obviously... I'll tell you, Ed. Um, I had the Colts before Andrew Luck's injury and before his retirement. I was going to go with the Colts to be the representative out of the AFC. I thought this team was primed to to get to the Super Bowl. Not win it, but get to the Super Bowl. I saw them as, as one of the favorites. I thought they would challenge the Patriots. Um, now, obviously, Andrew Luck is gone. You have jo- Jacoby Percet. So, obviously, that changes a lot of things for a lot of people. So, how do you anticipate the AFC South? I mean, how do you see it shaking out?
0: I think it'll be a close race, but I, I'm actually going to go with the Tennessee Titans winning the division this year. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Surprise, surprise. Well, why the Titans?
0: Well, I think they have a good defensive line. Um, you know, pretty average secondary. Um you know they're just they're just they're just decent in a lot of areas. They're not they're not great in any area um, other than defensive line, of course. But you know they they just they just don't have a lot of weaknesses. If there's maybe one weakness, it's probably the linebacker position. But other than that, I think I think this is a, one of the the most complete team in the AFC South.
1: Do you see Marcus Mariota as a weakness?
0: I see him as I see him as like sort of a middle of the road quarterback. He's he's not he's not really, you know, if if this were baseball, we'd say wins above replacement and it's like he may not have a lot of wins above re- replacement, but he's not losing a lot of games for you either. You know that
1: Titans defense has to be incredibly good. I mean, they have to be in the top 3. If Marcus Mariota is gonna get him in the playoffs. I just I completely disagree. This is not a you know, Mariota can't stay healthy and he hasn't been consistent quarterback. I realize that the Titans have made the playoffs in the past with him, but middle of the road quarterbacks, they don't make the playoffs, so they gotta carry the team. So I hope the Titans defense is gonna carry them because Mariota holds them back. He's gotta take a huge step up in order for, for the Titans to be there. But I like your surprise. I have a surprise in the NFC, and I'm sure you're gonna criticize me for it. I'm, I'm, you know, and I'll be ready for it. But yeah, just I'm against this. I'm against this Titans pick. Do you see? Um, I have. You know, I'm still going with the Colts. I'm still gonna go with the Colts to win this division. I think Brissett is good enough to get it done. Uh, I realize that he's no Andrew Luck, but they have the offensive line, they have a running game, and they have a rising defense. And I just feel like this team is prime. Brissett has taken snaps throughout spring, throughout summer, in training camp. He's been the number one quarterback. You know, getting getting comfortable with guys like Ty Hilton, uh, Doyle, Ebron. He's done that, and so I'm not going to change my pick. Obviously, the Colts are not going to go to the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to win this division. I think he, he's a good enough leader. He's going to make the plays. I just think the the Colts have a good team around him to offset the the loss of Andrew Luck. Do you see uh, any other teams making the playoffs out of this division as a wild card team?
0: No, um with the Jaguars it's like they don't they don't have much of an offense. Um their offensive line is you know, they've they've drafted guys, but they still they still aren't there. Um the Texans, they have a lot of stars on their team, but um, I just don't. I just don't see like a, a a core team around them. You know, I just don't see, you know, that roster depth. I see, and I'm and I'm not a fan of their offensive line at all. So, I'm not. I'm not going to go with the Texans. But, yeah, I think I think you know, and just my problem with your Colts pick is that I just don't think Jacoby Brissett is young is old enough or ready enough to to win a division. I, I think he's. I, I don't think they're going to be a terrible team, but I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team with Jacoby Brissett.
1: This is going to be a competitive division, though. I mean, the the Texans have been there; they've been the popular pick to win the division ever since Andrew Luck retired. Uh, Colts don't seem to be you know, the favorites anymore. Um, obviously, they've taken a hit after the retirement. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars to. Uh, to take the wild card. Ed. I realized that they fell apart last year. They went 5-11, and but they don't have Blake Bortles anymore. They have Nick Foles. He seems to have that magic. And Look, they might not have the weapons that Foles had with the Eagles, but I think Leonard Fournette is primed for a big year. I think that offensive line is going to be better. Um, I think Foles is going to spread the ball around, and those guys are going to pick up the slack. DD, Westbrook, Keelan Cole, Marquise Lee, I think they'll do enough. And the reason why I'm picking the Jags is because I think this is going to be one of the best defensive squads again um, in the NFL, not only in the AFC. I think they're going to return to form of what they had two years ago. They still have weapons. They still have guys in the secondary. They brought in Josh Allen. He seemed to be doing pretty well in the preseason. I think he's going to get some snaps out there, especially on third down to to get after the quarterback. I believe that the Jags are going to return the form, and this is going to be a very competitive division with the Texans, with the Titans, with the Colts, and the Jags. So I'm going with two teams to to make the playoffs here. Colts will win the division. The Jags will get in as a wild card team. Um, let let's go with the AFC West, Ed. Uh, another division that's uh, that's filled with you know a lot of intrigue. And I'm sure a lot of people are focusing on the Chiefs and, and the Chargers. And obviously, the Raiders have been on hard knocks. Uh, John Gruden has is, is got everyone excited. They, they think they've got something maybe cooking there with, with Derek Carr and AB. I think they've had way too much drama there. Um, so who... I would assume you're you're picking the Chiefs on this division. I don't think that it's going to be a surprise.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I'm just I, I'm really in the Mahomes bandwagon now. If I if I feel like I missed on any quarterback evaluation, it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, a lot of people missed on Mahomes, Ed. Yeah. Except I, except for the Chiefs. I mean, I mean, it, it kind of makes me think about what the new age of quarterback is. I mean, is it you know it, are we are we really just looking for exclusively the the pocket quarterback? Or are we looking for the quarterback who can do a lot of different things, can move around, short passes, pocket mobility, um, you know, make make the star play, throw the ball downfield, be be aggressive. I mean, is that is that is that what you know today's NFL is? And I, I mean, I th- I think I think Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of this era. After Bra- no, after, after Brady retires, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of this era.
1: We'll see if he can keep it going. But obviously, he. Magnificent start for him. Excellent first season as the starting quarterback winning the MVP. I mean, it was a magical season. Hopefully, he can build on that and keep it going. Obviously, you know, it's. Everything is around him to to make that happen. Obviously, the Chiefs have the offense around him, they've got Travis Kelsey, they still have Tyreek Hill. I've got Damian Williams at, at the running back position. My only concern with the Chiefs is that they're switching from the 3-4 defense to a 4-3 defense. Last year's defense really underachieved, and it's the reason why they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I don't see this defense being any better. They brought in Steve Spagnola as the defensive coordinator. They brought in Frank Clark. They got rid of D Ford. Obviously, Clark fits that 4-3 defense better but I don't see how that defense is going to be better. They just don't have the pieces. They, they don't have the players. And that's my only concern. The Chiefs will win this division. There's no question about it. But that's my concern. In order to win the Super Bowl, that defense has to catch up to that offense. And they just don't have the, the players. They don't have the weapons on that side of the ball. And that that's my biggest concern. I think that's a concern for Andy Reid as well. I assume you have another team out of this division that, that's gonna make the wild card.
0: Yeah, well I was I was one of the people who said early the Chargers were gonna be good and I think I was right about that. So I'm gonna pick the Chargers again to be a wild card team. You know, they have Phillip Rivers and until he till he shows a decline I'm gonna keep picking him. Um, not really that impressed with their offensive line, but you know, they have a lot of playmakers. They have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, if he ever gets back. Um you know, Austin Eckler. I think he I think Austin Eckler can do the job if Melvin Gordon doesn't return. Um obviously I'm not I'm not too impressed with their front seven. Um and I'm not but I I do think their 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 secondary is their secondary is very average. Um, you know, not, not really big on their, uh, on their, on their defense. I mean, I, I, almost feel like, I almost feel like, uh, these two teams are, are, you know, are the types of teams that are, they're going to put up a lot of points, but they're not going to, they're not going to stop a lot of people. It's going to be a lot. But the
1: Chargers defense was good last year, Ed. Chargers defense was good last year. I, I, and
0: I, the, I, I, no. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be that good this year. But I think they're I think they're going to be a wild card team.
1: I think it's fair. I think it's fair to say that Russell Okung is injured uh, right now. Melvin Gordon is holding out. They lost Derwin James, who was Mister Everything last year. I mean, played some linebacker, played some safety. He was all over the place for them. They don't have that luxury. He seems he had surgery. He's going to miss at least at least half of the season. He was a really valuable piece for for Gus Bradley, and uh, I was debating this pick, because everything is going against the Chargers during this offseason, all the injuries, the the holdout, and I'm thinking, is Phillip Rivers and Anthony Lynn, a head coach, are they going to be able to persevere, I mean, Keenan Allen has an injury that he's dealing with, he seems to be dealing with injuries almost every year, and that's, that's my major question mark. But I still decided to go with the Chargers as well as a wildcard team. Um, I, I just don't see any other teams. I guess I could have put the Browns as a wildcard team, but I'm totally hating on them, And I decided to to go against everybody and not have the Browns make the playoffs. So I'm going with the Chargers. I'm going with experience here, even though I do have question marks about some of the things that are just not going in their favor. But I think... Phillip Rivers will continue to make plays and and carry this team, uh, just like Tom Brady has been doing with the Patriots. So, uh, let's recap, Ed. So, we both have the Patriots winning the AFC East. In the AFC West, we've got the Chiefs. In the AFC South, you've got the Titans. I've got the Colts. In the AFC North, we've got the Steelers. So, three divisions out of four, we've got the same division winner. And then your wild card teams—you've got the Browns and the Chargers. I've got the Jags and the Chargers. So, not too many surprises there. Obviously, you know, three out of the four teams—we've got the same division winner there. Let's move on to the NFC, Ed, and let's start with the NFC East. Uh, very competitive division. Um, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the, the Giants are kind of in the rear. We don't know what to expect with the Redskins. Dwayne Haskins is not the starting quarterback there. Um, Case Keenum is the starting quarterback. I'm sure the Chargers are really excited about that. But it seems like Darius Guy's got some action in preseason, and he, seemed to be lo- he seems to be looking good. So is it the Eagles' division to take, or do you think the Cowboys, are are they going to challenge them?
0: I think this is the Eagles' division to take. Um you know, Carson Wentz, I mean, a year or two ago, I mean, they were talking about him being, you know, a top 10 quarterback, top five quarterback. Um, you know, I'm not as high on him as I originally was, but I think he's still a very good quarterback. I think he's still a Super Bowl-worthy quarterback, um, even if he wasn't there when they beat the Patriots. Um, you know, they have a good offensive line. Um they don't have many elite playmakers on offense, but I think I think they have a good, solid offense, good enough to win the division. Um, they have an awesome right side of the defensive line in Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Um, their linebackers are all right. Zach Brown's the star. Um, not that gr- I'm not that high on their secondary, but I think I think they're the best of the NFC East. I think the Cowboys are kind of a mess. I don't believe in Case Keenum with the Redskins, and so that that's that that, you pretty much you know by elimination you have to take you have to take the eagles
1: yeah you have to go with the eagles the eagles are one of the most complete teams in the nfc they just they have a lot of talent they've got a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball and carson wins returns and uh, when he's healthy he is a good quarterback so the eagles will take this division and Based on what you said, I mean, you said the Cowboys are a mess. Uh, obviously, Zeke is holding out. Uh, they lost, you know, a guy like Cole Beasley. They got Jason Witten back. Dak Prescott is thinking more about his contract, I think, about that $40 million a year. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper still hasn't been extended. So there's a lot of drama with the Cowboys right now, and I just don't think this is a team that's going to make the playoffs. So I-, I anticipate you feeling the same way. I- you and i both don't see a wild card team out of this division.
0: No, i don't see a wild card team out of this division. I mean, the only team we haven't talked about is the Giants and i mean they're there. Why should we talk <laughs> about them? I mean, it's Saquon Barkley and that's it.
1: I mean, i'm sure Daniel Jones is going to get some action out there sometime in, in November when uh, when they realize that they're they're not vying for anything, but yeah, the Giants are a mess right now. I, they they really are. Can I get
0: can I give one thing to Giants fans? I will give this one thing to Giants fans. I will say Saquon Barkley is a better running back than I thought he would be.
1: He's a great running back, Ed. I just you keep hating on him. Look, sorry Giants fans, you know my my colleague is just hating on Saquon Barkley for some reason. I'm sure next year he's he's going to be on his bandwagon like with Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna call him the greatest running back of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure you will, Ed. I'm sure you will. He's gonna have another great year. Even he's got a mediocre team and and an average offensive line, but Saquon Barkley is still gonna find rushing lanes, and he's still gonna be the safety valve out there. We'll talk about Saquon Barkley later on in the show because I'll make my prediction. Uh, but uh, one of the awards that I think is gonna go with him, but. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year, Ed, on a bad Giants team. Uh, this this guy is going to keep getting better, and I'm sure he's going to remind folks once he gets into you know his career. He's going to remind folks of Marshall Falk and you know, guys like that. That They'll talk about him very, very highly. They, they already respect him. He's already a leader. He's already the best player on the Giants team. So, look, I'm sure my partner is going to come around even more uh, and become the biggest Saquon Barkley fan next year. I, I guarantee it. I still think they right, should have taken
0: Sam Darnold.
1: Okay, all right. They took Daniel Jones. They took Daniel. Yeah, Jones. exactly. Yeah, they should have
0: like... taken Sam Darnold.
1: <laughs> well, I mean Saquon Barkley looks like a home run pick. I mean, if he stays healthy, he looks to have a Hall of Fame type of career. I mean, look. Obviously, one year doesn't change anything, but he's just he's going to keep going, Ed. He's going to keep going. Um, NFC North uh, division. Uh, the Bears won the division last year. They surprised everyone by going 12-4. and four. Uh, Vic Fangio is, is gone. He moved on to, to the Denver Broncos. Um, but we still have a very good team, especially on defense with Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson in the secondary. Um, can the Vikings bounce back? I, I think that's a huge question mark there. Uh, Kirk Cousins last year disappointed. He he didn't take the Vikings to to the promised land like a lot of people anticipated. Matt Lafleur takes over with the Green Bay Packers. The Packers fans they believe that they hope that Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers click and you know they're on the same page out there. And then you've got Detroit Lions with Matt Patricia. Don't know what to make of them. I mean, they still have Matthew Stafford. They're, They're slowly building up that team, but. I think they're still a couple of years away. So th- this is an interesting division, Ed. I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of wrestled with this. So I want to hear from you. Who's who's your division winner in the NFC North?
0: I'm going with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers this year.
1: Wow. So you're a believer. You're a believer in this, in this duo, in this connection.
0: Yeah, they, they actually have a good all-around team. I mean, they have Aaron Rodgers, obviously, who's... Top three quarterback. I mean, some would say he's the best. Decent O line. A uh, couple playmakers. Aaron Jones is overperformed. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams is the number one receiver. Uh, decent D line. Decent at linebacking core. Decent, decent secondary. I mean, maybe the corners aren't great, but the safeties are good. So. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that I think this is I think this is the Packers' year. I think I think they're going to be a, a, su- a, a you know a, a contender this year.
1: I'm not going to say they're You're drinking the Kool Aid. You're drinking the Kool Aid. I I uh, the I, I, I'm,
0: I think Matt Lafleur was in the right place at the right time right now.
1: All right, all right, and obviously I hope for, for Packers fans out there I hope you know Aaron Rodgers is. Right here. I mean, he's already declining a little bit. So this is the time to, to get him because you've only got a couple of more years. That's it. I mean, he's right there. He He's at his peak. And I'm sure Packers fans are hoping that they can still squeeze out a couple of playoff appearance and maybe a, a Super Bowl appearance as well. I'm going to go with the Vikings, Ed. I know you were high on them last year. They disappointed. Um, they disappointed everyone, to be honest with you. But this is still a good defense. They, they signed Anthony Barr. They, they still have the, the pieces up front to get after the quarterback. So it starts with their defense. Their head coach, Mike Zimmer, he preaches defense. He coaches those defensive backs. And I think they're going to get it done on that side of the ball. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be a lot more comfortable there. They have Dalvin Cook back. I hope he stays healthy. Uh, and if he does, he's going to make explosive plays and, and help them in the running game. So, Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook. I, I I smell a division winner right here in the NFC North. I think they, they were really an average team last year. I think this year they're, they're going to win this division. Do you anticipate anyone else uh, making the wild card out of this division? It's going to be a very competitive one.
0: I think, I think the Packers—I mean, not the Packers. I think the Bears will make the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to win the division. I, I think Mitchell Trubisky will carry them enough to make the playoffs because they're defense. Really, they, they have they have one of the top three defenses in the league. But the problem is, is that I just don't think Mitchell Trubisky is good enough to really lead this division.
1: I, I have both the Packers and the Bears not making the playoffs out of this division. I'm not even talking about the Lions here. I only see the Vikings taking this division. Uh, but I think it's going to be competitive. I think the Packers are going to be around eight and eight, and I think the Bears are going to be eight and eight, seven and nine. I, I think they're bound to take a step back after surprising everyone last year. And I also am not a believer in Mitchell Trubisky, and I think Matt Nagy is going to try to open up that offense a little bit more for him. I, I think he's going to underachieve. I just I don't anticipate Trubisky rescuing this team, and they're they're definitely not going to catch anyone by surprise this year. After winning the division last year, uh, let's go with the NFC South. Ed, is it is it all about the Saints here?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely picking the Saints here. Um, they're the team. They're the team to beat in this division. Um, you know, they have an elite quarterback in Drew Brees. You know, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. You know, average O line, decent D line, good linebacking core, good secondary. So this is going to be a very good Saints team.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been I've been hating on the Saints the past couple of years, but I have to give it to them. They they have Drew Brees, who I like a lot. They have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. I think their defense is good enough. I mean, this is a team that went thirteen and three. It's not like they're gonna disappear into oblivion unless some some of their stars get injured. Um, Sean Payton gets this team into the playoffs consistently. Runs a great offensive scheme. They're gonna score a lot of points. Uh, Saints will win this division, but. Very interesting for for second place, Ed. I mean, you have the Falcons, you have the Panthers. Um, Obviously, the Falcons struggled with injuries last year on the defensive side of the ball. This year, they seem to be healthy. Uh, Is that going to help them? Do do you see the Falcons making the playoffs and and getting in as
0: a wild card? The problem with the Falcons is I'm just not impressed with their front seven. I, I mean, Grady Jarrett is a great player, but... Other than that, I, I I don't really think their defensive lines that good. I don't think their linebacking core is that good. They have a good secondary, but Keanu Neal is well. Keanu Neal, Keanu Neal, I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's quite lived up to his draft billing, but he's he's he's, he's you know he's 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 an average below average NFL starter. Uh, obviously, they have the quarterback in Matt Ryan. I think they be they'll be in the hunt, but I don't think they're I don't think they're a playoff team this year.
1: So you don't see anybody else making the, the wild card out of this division?
0: Uh, no, I, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick a team. I'm gonna pick one from the west and okay yeah, so I'm not gonna pick a another team from the AFC NFC South.
1: All right, this is a surprise for you Ed. Um, I was I was mauling about the Falcons. I, I know that that offense is gonna be great. They got De- they get Devontae Freeman back. They've got Julio Jones. They've got Matt Ryan. I think that defense is going to be better because they're healthy. Deion Jones is going to be a difference maker in the linebacking core. Uh, but decided that the Falcons will probably be an 8-8 eight and eight team. I'm going to give you a surprise team. This is a crazy surprise team. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid with Bruce Arians. I don't know why I'm drinking it. But I just think that he is a quarterback whisperer. He, he's done it before. And I think he's going to do it this year with Winston. Um, I- I've seen improvements from Winston the past couple of years when he's been on the football field. I think this is a very good offensive team. Uh, they just they have to get that running game going a little bit. And that offensive line scares me. I, I saw that week three preseason game. Winston took five sacks, and I'm thinking, God, I, I chose the Bucks as a wildcard team, but I'm going with it. Uh, I just think, like I said, Todd Bowles running that defense. They're gonna be a collective group. They they might not have, you know, the big-time stars on the defensive side of the ball, but they're gonna get it done. I think Arians is gonna make the difference on offense, and that's why I think the Bucks are gonna be one of those last team in in the NFC. I just think this is a nine and seven team that sneaks into the playoffs. So you had a shocker for me on the Titans winning the division in the AFC. I'm gonna pull a shocker here by Going against the grain. I remember last year, I, I remember this vividly. I chose the Dolphins and the Redskins to make the wild card. Boy, was I wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about the Bucks as well, but I had to go with one surprise team. So, Tampa Bay Bucks will make the playoffs in 2019. I, they're just, call, me, call me crazy.
0: Well, I think it's a bold pick. It's good to have bold picks, but I, I I'm not that impressed with their secondary, and I'm not that impressed with their offensive line, so... That's why. That's yeah, why. that
1: offensive line scares scares me to death. Not as much as the New York Jets, and that's why I didn't go with them to make the playoffs. But yeah, the the Bucks scare me. Uh, that offensive line was was terrible in Week Three. I, I hope they they get better. I don't know how they get better. They they will still have the same players. Um, let's go with the NFC NFC West uh, last division in our NFL preview. And the Rams obviously went to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, Sean McAvey has been incredible but we all know that a team that loses the Super Bowl usually well, history tells us this usually misses the playoffs the next year so can we expect a Rams hangover this year Ed no are the Rams I, are the Rams going to make the playoffs are they going to win this division
0: I think I think the Rams are are, are going to win the division this year. I think I think they're going to be a very good team this year. Um, you know they have a good quarterback in Jared Goff. They have a complete offensive line. You know they have Todd Gurley and Robert Woods. They also have Cooper Cup. Um, you know Aaron Donald is still on the defensive line. Um, you know average linebacking core, and uh, I like the safeties they added. Um, I li- I like Eric Weddle, and I like. I like Taylor. Rep. So, um, if there is one weakness on this team, it's the corners, and it's Marcus Peters. Really, is is really my biggest worry. Which I mean, for a big play, big name like him to be your biggest worry, I would say. Um, I would say they're pretty good. So I'm 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 gonna pick them to win the NFC West. But there is another team that I want that I think is gonna make the wild card in this division. I think it's the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they have they have a good mobile quarterback in Russell Wilson. They have uh Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson as their playmakers. Um you know, they they have they have a pretty decent front seven. Um and maybe maybe their secondary is not as good, but um I I, I think the I think the Seattle Seahawks get into the playoffs.
1: I also have two teams making the the playoffs out of this division. I think the Rams will still win this division. They're not gonna have that that Super Bowl hangover. All their star players have been rested during the preseason. I do have my worries about Todd Gurley, especially after what happened in the playoffs and how healthy is he gonna be? Is he gonna be available for 16-game season? That's a question mark. And it's a major question mark because Todd Gurley still carries that offense. And I do have the Seahawks making the playoffs as well as a wild card team. They still have Russell Wilson, and I'm a believer in Chris Carson. I think Chris Carson is definitely going to help in, in the backfield. Uh, I think Pete Carroll knows how to get the most out of his team, and and that's why the the Seahawks will make the playoffs. Obviously, the 49ers and the Cardinals are bringing in uh, you know in the rear a little bit. Some people were excited about the 49ers, but. I just think they're still a year away. I mean, Kyle Shanahan and Jim Garoppolo are, are going to be fine, but still some worries there. As much as I wanted to put the 49ers in the playoffs, it, it's I just I don't see that happening this year. So let's let's recap. In the NFC East, uh, Ed and I picked the the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, in the a- NFC South, we both picked the Saints, and then the NFC West, we picked the Los Angeles Rams. So again three division winners uh, were on the same page with ed the only difference is in the nfc north ed picked the green bay packers with aaron Rodgers. i went with kirk cousins and the minnesota vikings um, in the wild card ed obviously went with um, the chicago bears and he went with the seattle seahawks i went with the bold pick and the with the tampa bay bucks and the uh, maybe i'll regret it later on down the line and then i'll go with the seattle seahawks as as another wild card team let's get to uh, the most surprising team ed Uh, i'll tell you who my most surprising team obviously it's the tampa bay bucks not many people have them making the playoffs and i just think bruce Arians is is going to get this team ready and i think they're going to surprise a lot of people even in this tough division like the nfc south and uh Tampa Bay Bucks are my uh, most surprising team.
0: My surprise team is the Green Bay Packers. I think think they're going to have a great year. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great year. I think they have a good all-around team. I I think Matt LaFleur was in the right place at the right time, and I think he's going to win Coach of the Year.
1: My most disappointing team is the Green Bay Packers. I I don't see them making the playoffs. I, I think... Matt Lafleur will get fired at the end of the season because I don't think the Packers are going to be patient with him. I think they'll realize that they made a mistake in hiring him. I don't think they'll go back and uh, you know go with somebody else, but I think they'll try to find somebody more something somebody more experienced. So I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are bound to disappoint. And before I knew you were going to pick them as the division winners in the NFC North, I I wrote it down. Most disappointing team: Green Bay Packers. So. Uh, that's that's my call. How about you?
0: My, mis- my most disappointing team is the Bears. I think everyone but us is picking the Bears to win the division.
1: I think that defense is going to be good, and I think everybody is drinking that Matt Nagy Kool-Aid, and they feel that he can get Mitch Trubisky playing at a much higher level than when he was playing last year. They have to run the football with David Montgomery. They, they have to throw a lot of short passes to Tariq Cohen. I don't, look, the Bears were a great story last year. I just, I don't see this team making the playoffs this year. How about head coach of the year,
0: Ed? My head coach of the year is uh, Matt LaFleur, as I said before. I think they're going to be a surprise team, and they usually give head coach of the year to the most surprise team. So I'm going to give it to Matt LaFleur as a first-year coach.
1: I'm gonna go with Bruce Arians of the Bucks since I've been hyping up the Tampa Bay Bucks this year and drinking their Kool-Aid. Um, I'm gonna go with Bruce Arians. Uh, he is I believe, he's gonna win the head coach of the year. He's gonna do some magic with Winston. How about the first head coach to get fired? Do you anticipate anyone uh, being let go before season ends, like last year? You know, we had Hugh Jackson who was let go. Do you anticipate any head coaches getting fired before season's
0: end? I think the Giants are going to be a mess this year. Uh, I think Eli Re- I think Eli Manning is going to start the year. I think Daniel Jones is going to come in, and I, I don't think either are going to be that good. And I think it's going to look like a total mess in New York and, and that New York media is going to be all over the Giants. And I think Pat Shermer is going to be forced out.
1: I'm going to go with Ron Rivera. Um, I think the, the Panthers have been patient, and he has been a good head coach. But if the Panthers miss the playoffs again, I think they will. Cam Newton is dealing with some another injury. Um, I think Ron Rivera is is going to be the first head coach to to go. Uh, how about offensive rookie of the year? Always an interesting question. And a lot of people I've seen have been on the Kyler Murray bandwagon. They seem to think that he's and obviously it's a good offense. It's going to be a fun offense, and everybody thinks that. Kyler Murray is the the runaway offensive rookie of the year. Do you feel the same way?
0: See, I think Devin Singletary is going to win the job in Buffalo, and I think he's going to be the rookie of the the offensive rookie of the year.
1: Wow, bold pick, uh, bold pick. Look, it, it tells us you know quarterbacks have won rookie of the years, but I'm going to go with the running back because that was that was their award. Uh, it has changed a little bit. I'm going to go with David Montgomery, a running back with the Chicago Bears. I think he's going to be their starting running back. I think Matt Nagy is going to lean on him. I think he's going to show everyone why he, he was one of the best running backs in the 2019 NFL draft. How about defensive rookie of the year, Ed?
0: I'm going to go with your guy, Nick Bosa.
1: Really? The injury is not is not a concern to you because it is it is to me. As much as I love Nick Bosa, I just think he's gonna he's gonna be hampered a little bit by this injury for a couple of weeks at least.
0: But I think he I think he's probably the best defensive player in this in this you know, in, in the in that draft. And I think when he gets back on the field I think he's gonna have a bunch of sacks. I think he's gonna be a double digit sack guy.
1: I'm gonna surprise you on this, Ed, because I was critical of this player during the draft process, but I can admit it when I'm wrong because he fits that defense really, really well. It's your boy, Devin Bush. Devin Bush is going to pile up the stats for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to play that Ryan Chazier role and I just see him being around everywhere. He's going to be blitzing the quarterback and he's going to be dropping back into coverage and he's going to pile up those tackles and I think this is his award to take because of the scheme, he's just a natural scheme uh, fit in that defense. So I'm going to go with Devin Bush, uh, Michigan linebacker. How about Offensive Player of the Year? Surprise me, Ed.
0: I think Offensive Player of the Year is Aaron Rodgers. I think he has a big year this year. So you are decided,
1: I thought you were going to go with Aaron Rodgers as the MVP. Uh, here, here you go with Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I'm going to go with your boy, Ed, the one that you're... You're gonna come around on this player. Right? I have a feeling next year you're gonna be singing his praises. You're gonna be his biggest fan. You're gonna meet him, Ed. I'm I'm gonna arrange it, Ed. It's gonna happen. It's Saquon Barkley. Look, Saquon Barkley is gonna get a ton of yards in that offense. The Giants don't have anything, but he is their offense. He, he's gonna get a ton of carries. He's gonna Eli Manning can't throw the ball past ten yards, so he's he's gonna catch a lot of passes. Saquon Barkley is just gonna pile up the yards. He's gonna get over 2,000 yards. Not rushing, but you know, rushing and passing. And yeah, it's it's Barkley all the way. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. He's gonna win Offensive Player of the Year this year. He's a forgotten man. I, I realize that they pick players on winning teams, but they can't possibly shut him out. I mean, he's just, he's gonna put up some huge statistics. How about defensive player of the year? Ed,
0: I'm going to go with Aaron Donald until he until he really shows that he is the best player in the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. It, it has to be Aaron Donald.
1: Yeah, it's not a surprise. I'm going to go with Aaron Donald as well. I think it was it will be third straight year that he wins the defensive player of the year. He's not only the best defensive player; I think he's the best player in the league. Period. It's it's a huge statement. Obviously, quarterbacks get all the fanfare, but watch the tape. I mean, nobody, nobody can block Aaron Donald single-handedly. Uh, how about the MVP award? You surprised me, Ed. I thought you were going to go with Aaron Rodgers, but I assume it's another quarterback here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the TB12 method, and I'm going to go with Tom Brady. And I also, I also think he'll be Super Bowl MVP. It's just the Patriots pick. I mean, it's just... There's two times a year we talk about him. We talk about him on this podcast, the Predictions podcast, and we talk about him around the Super Bowl. But other than that, they just quietly always seem to be there. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes wins his second
1: straight MVP. Um, I think he's going to get it done. Chiefs offense is going to be clicking even better at times this year uh, because this is his second year starting. In that offense, and I think him and Andy Reid are just a perfect combination there. Uh, let's get into the playoffs, into the final four, as I call it. Uh, let's go with the AFC Conference Championship game. Who's your pick there
0: for the AFC Conference? I think it's going to be the the Patriots and the Chiefs. And that...
1: The Patriots and the Chiefs. I, I also have the Patriots and the Chiefs, so it's gonna be a rematch uh, of last year. How about the NFC Conference Championship game? Who do you see uh, making that game?
0: I see it being New Orleans and the Rams, so I think it's gonna. I think it's actually gonna be a repeat of last year.
1: Jeez, we sound so boring. <laughs> I
0: mean, I might as well just put the Bucks
1: here or something like that, Ed. I uh, just it's. Yeah, it's not definitely not sexy picks out here. We're we're going out on a limb. We're, we're picking the same four teams like last year. I'm going to be a little bit different, a little bit different. I'm going to go with the Rams versus the Eagles. I think Carson Wentz and, and Doug Peterson make it back to the NFC Conference Championship game, and I think they're going to play against the Rams. So what's your um, Super Bowl prediction? Is it basically uh,
0: the, the same two teams as last year? I'm going to go Patriots over the Saints. I think the Saints beat the Rams in the NFC Conference Championship. All right. So
1: basically we've got two quarterbacks over 40 playing in the Super Bowl, right?
0: Mhm.
1: All right. Bold's bold, even Drew Brees took a step back last year in the last 3 or 4 games. Didn't play as well as he as he did to start the season. So and then there's some whispers out there that hey Drew Brees might be holding them back, but that's crazy. My Super Bowl pick is the Rams against the Patriots. Same boring Super Bowl that we had last year. Um, I I tried to be creative. I wanted to put the Bucs here against the Jets. I can't do it, all right? So it's it's the Rams and the Patriots again for the second straight year. It's probably not going to happen. It never happens because we usually don't see the same two teams two straight years in a row. But I just couldn't go with anybody else. And I'm picking the Rams over the Patriots, Ed. You're, obviously, you've got the Patriots winning the Super Bowl again. I've got the Los Angeles Rams and Sean McAvey uh, walking away with, with the trophy, something that they, they weren't able to do last year. Obviously, you're going with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, and until Bill Belichick and Tom Brady fail, I, I, I just can't go against them. When are they going to walk away, Ed? Isn't it enough I mean, football is—it's all about
1: parity. But when it comes to the Patriots, it's not. It's the same old story. Like you said, we talk about them on this prediction show, and we talk about them when we uh,
0: preview the Super Bowl. When are they going to walk away and and let some other teams compete for the Super Bowl? Well, I think it's the point where Brady declines. But I don't think that's going to happen for another two, three years.
1: Crazy, crazy. Do you think? Um, do you think Bill? Bill Belichick is going to walk away before Tom Brady.
0: No, I think Tom Brady walks away before Bill Belichick. But I, I actually, I actually think Bill Belichick wants to prove that he can win without Tom Brady. That's just that. But he will. He, but you do think that he's going to stay with the Patriots?
1: It's not like he's going to leave for for another pr- franchise and take over another team. I mean, they're here to stay, right? Do you think they walk away together? Like when Tom Brady retires, that's when Bill Belichick is going to retire.
0: I think I think Belichick has this sort of drive to be great and I think he, you know, people there's sort of this debate, you know, is it Brady, is it Belichick who who's really carrying the torch for this this dynasty? And so I think Bill Belichick is going to want to prove that he can do it without Tom Brady. And so I I think Bill Belichick coaches another 3 or 4 years after Tom Brady leaves you want to
1: listen to an NFL preview show with some bold picks don't listen to the show honestly (laughs) I mean we're 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 just giving you some boring picks I mean Ed picked the Patriots I picked the Rams and again those two teams in the Super Bowl it's it's not gonna happen but it just I couldn't go with anybody else to be honest with you so um, until we're proven wrong we'll continue picking the same teams every year and It's not a surprise to have the Patriots and the Rams or the Patriots and the Saints there. Um, This was the NFL preview. Um, Now we're moving on to college football. And we're going to talk about a couple of prospects. I already gave it away at the top of the show. We'll talk about another quarterback, this time from Georgia. Last week, we talked about Tua Tonga Viola. This week, we're talking about Jake Fromm. So let's get to it, Ed. I think he's going to be a polarizing prospect, but he's going to be a guy that, that people are going to love. They're going to love his winning mentality. He is a winner. Uh, he plays well in the big games, uh, even though he struggled a little bit in in the Rose Bowl against Texas last year. But overall, I mean, there's a lot to like about Jake Fromm. So let, let's start to, to talk about his strengths. What does he do well?
0: Well, he he has kind of a streak, sneaky strong arm. Um, he has great accuracy and great ball placement. Um, I think his production is a little deflated by bad receiver play. Um, you know, he interviews well. Uh, he makes really good throws in the end zone. He has really good sort of targeting and um, you know really pinpoint accuracy. Um, you know, he can. I think he can throw all right on the run. I I know I know that. You, you've kind of said that he's not he's not the best on, on the run. I, I kind of disagree with that. Um, I think he I think he has pretty average pocket mobility. I think he goes through his progressions well. Um, you know I think he has a decent internal clock um,
1: but I think he has a good internal clock. Uh, he's just a really cerebral guy. He's very accurate in the short intermediate area. Actually, excellent accuracy in the intermediate area. I love his ball placement. His ball placement is on point. A lot of the games out there, especially, again, in the short intermediate area, it's it's incredible. And I love the way he throws with anticipation. He can do that. Uh, he, he can fit those. He can throw the ball accurately before the receiver comes out of his break. He knows where his receiver is supposed to be, and he throws it. Right there on point, and the wide receiver doesn't have to break stride. I mean, he's he hits him, and the wide receiver takes it for a long touchdown, and that's that's impressive. And he's been in a lot of big games. He throws a very catchable ball. Um, obviously, you know his best are like slants, crossing routes, back shoulder throws. The one thing that he needs to work on, um, obviously his his arm is average to above average. All right. I, I never see him, uh, he struggles with deep ball accuracy. And he, he got exposed a little bit against Texas. Texas wanted him to go deep. And they kind of, they, they realized that he was, he was going to be accurate in the short intermediate area. And that he struggles with, with his deep ball. And he struggled in, in that area. And that's something he's got to improve. He's got to improve his pocket awareness. I think his offensive line is really good. They protect him. But he's got to, when he has that blitzer coming in his face, he's got to step up. He's got to step away. He's he's got to slide a little bit better. Um, I I don't think he throws well on the run because I don't see enough of it. He's a pocket quarterback, so he doesn't have that athleticism. He doesn't have that big arm. Some people will knock him for you know being six one and not being six two, but he's won a lot of big games. He plays in the best conference. He's a winner. Um, and th- there's a lot to like. I love Jake Fromm, and he's going to get scrutinized a lot leading up to the 2020 NFL draft. And he's going to fall a bit. He's he's not going to go in the top five or top ten. But I just—this is a first-round quarterback to me, and um, I just—I love a lot. I love his accuracy, ball placement, and anticipation. And if you have those three things, you can succeed in this league, like— like Tom Brady has, or Drew Brees has, or, or Peyton Manning. You're going to be a very good quarterback in this league.
0: I guess, I guess though, like a couple of things that I want to mention about that I'm, you know, sort of sort of my worries about him. Um, I noticed that he so- sometimes has trouble under pressure in big games. This is something I'm seeing on tape, not necessarily reflected in his stats. I think sometimes he can be a little bit inconsistent. Um... You know, I see his 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 receivers are dropping a lot of passes, but I don't think that's his fault. Um. Just just a, one one other thing. I mean, he's he's lost some big games. Uh, you know, he he lost he lost last year, um, to tech to Texas and or um, he he lost his bowl game last year. He lost For out Texas. Yeah, to Texas. Yeah. He lost he lost to Alabama twice. So, I mean. He's 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 beat Alabama, but he's he's had some he's had his his sort of tough games and big games. So I I I would say a criticism you're going to hear is that he can't win the big game. Well, we'll see what happens this year. Obviously,
1: you've got them going to the college football playoff. You're very high on Georgia, and the thing is, he's played in those big games. And to be honest with you, as a freshman in that championship game against Alabama. He played really well, Ed. I mean, for a freshman, especially in the first half, I mean, he was just, he, he was throwing darts. And Alabama was surprised by that. Obviously, Alabama got the better end of the deal. And against Texas, to be honest with you, last year, obviously the ball game, he was pretty good. It's just, he struggled with that deep ball. He, but he does. He struggles with deep ball accuracy. That's not his strength. It never has been. Hopefully he's going to be able to correct that a little bit. I agree with you in terms of pressure. I think there are times that he panics and struggles a bit. It's not like he's making bad decisions or errant throws because he's a game manager who took his game to another level as a sophomore and I anticipate for him to take it up another notch as a junior. My only concern, and I said this on the past show, that Georgia wants to run the football. They want to play good defense and that they won't allow Jake Fromm to throw for 500 yards. That's not what he's going to do. That's not what Georgia is about. So they kind of that scheme kind of hinders him a little bit. Even though they they took off that leash during his sophomore year, and I'm sure he's going to throw over 3,000 yards this year. Something that he hasn't done during his first two seasons at Georgia. But I think he's somebody that's going to take his game up a notch this year. I, I anticipate him to grow because he has grown from a game manager. Uh, to more of a guy that that's making plays, and they rely on him to make plays, and I anticipate that he is going to have a good junior year. And uh, you know, there is one thing: he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He makes good decisions. He's not a guy that he's very compact in terms of his footwork, in terms of his throwing motion. It always looks the same. He's just such a cerebral guy, and he's. It's, that's what I'm impressed about. Every time he steps back in the pocket, whether it's from uh, under center or from shotgun, same motion, same footwork. It's just he's so solid in that regard. He's been very well schooled, and that's not something that you have to worry about him when he moves on to the NFL. Again, accuracy, ball placement, anticipation. Three huge things when it comes to being a successful quarterback, and you know what, Peyton Manning had a knock against him when he was coming out of Tennessee. Couldn't win the big game. Didn't you know take Tennessee to the championship game? Didn't get that you know, perfect season. I mean, he always had like three losses every season. But Peyton Manning turned out all right. I'm not going to compare Fromm to Peyton Manning, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Fromm is a very underrated quarterback, and. A lot of people need to appreciate him a, a little bit more. First-round pick in, in my book, uh, definitely a first-round prospect. And let's move on to the defensive side of the ball, Ed. Derek Brown decided to return for his senior year defensive lineman from Auburn. Uh, maybe that's a smart decision, to be honest with you. A lot of good defensive linemen in last year's draft, and he would have been competing against you know, the Ed Olivers. And this year, he doesn't seem to have that. Competition and it seems like it's him and and Raquan Davis as we look at it in the beginning of the season. So maybe he made the right decision, and uh, we'll we'll see him play against a, a very good offensive line at Oregon and and Justin Herbert. So Derek Brown, it's it's going to be a, a first true test during his senior season.
0: Yeah, I, I mean I, he's a guy I like as a four three defensive tackle. Um, I don't I don't love him. As, as an end as, as sort of a 3-4 end I think Raekwon Davis is probably better for that if you want that in this draft um, but he's a guy who can pull the point of attack in the run game I think he pushes the pocket in the pass game um, you know he has a tight frame for 330 pounds I think he I think he's going to test well for a defensive lineman for a guy who's 330 pounds I think he's a pretty good athlete um, but you know he's not the best athlete out there and um, I really like his hand use so this is a good prospect He needs to, um, you mentioned a lot of good things. I I think he
1: needs to develop more pass rush repertoire moves. Um, He's not a guy that's, um, he also needs to finish. I see him disengaging and getting into the backfield, but he needs to make that tackle on a running back. He needs to get that sack. And that's something that's lacking at this point. I saw him get A lot better during his junior year. Saw a couple of his games as a sophomore. And then I saw about two or three games as a junior. He was a different prospect. He took his game up a notch. But again, needs to finish and more pass rush repertoire moves. He gets washed out at times. He does get double teamed. There's no question about that. Auburn defensive line is going to be one of the top defensive lines in the country. And I'm looking forward to that matchup. Because Oregon and Auburn, they're going to play... This this weekend, huge game. Offensive line for Oregon is very experienced. They've got a very good interior lineman there. And Derrick Brown is going to go up against them. And this is going to tell me a lot about Derrick Brown. Uh, I expect a big game out of him. I want to see him dominate. And if he does against that very good offensive line at Oregon, uh, yeah, people are going to be buzzing about him. This is the type of game that he needs to just get out of the gate and just blow up can he do it I guess
0: we'll see on Saturday yeah I I definitely I think this is a guy who doesn't have a lot of weaknesses I think he's he he may not be like the the great athlete that Ed Oliver is where he dominates but I I just don't see I, I don't see him losing a lot of battles at Auburn and I mean he played in the SEC he played against teams like Alabama you know he played against teams like Ole Miss and uh, you know, Georgia. And so I, I think he's, I think he's, uh, I think he, he he's a very safe prospect. I, I feel like I'd be comfortable taking him in the top 10, plugging him in and knowing that he's going to be a starter in this league. A lot
1: of people are buzzing about Derek Brown and they were surprised that he went back for a senior year. But, um, again, uh, if he's going to have another big year, it's only going to help him in, in the draft process. And, uh, We'll see what happens. Definitely a first-round type of guy. So Blitzcast number 70, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll come back next week and have some more great topics to to talk about. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.